2: G'day, guys. Welcome back to the Hoop Ball Pelicans podcast. A hoop-ball.com presentation. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank, at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K, as in bank. At Hoop is the show. Go on and give us a, a follow if you don't mind. And uh, yeah, we've got plenty of stuff going on over there. And uh, yeah, so we can find all of the shows. And. Everything that's going on um, in my life, I suppose. <laughs> we are back as always, and um, you know, breaking down the preseason that has continued. We've got a couple of games to talk about with that today. Um, yeah, plenty to break down. The roller coaster continues. Um, a big win against the Magic, followed by a big shellacking. By the Bulls, we're going to break down both of those and what we want to see going into the fourth uh, preseason game against the Jazz coming up. Uh, we'll also have a chat uh, about all of the stuff going on at Hoopball, uh, the competition that's still running that I'm running uh, in support of Feed the Second Line. And uh, yeah, I think that will probably get us right to the uh, the half hour mark. So we'll do our best. Um, I reckon off the bat, uh, if you have time and you're listening on an Apple device, please go and give us a five star review, um, uh, rating and, and review. We love that sort of stuff that uh, really supports me and it supports the show and uh, helps it um, helps it keep being free and uh, as many times a week as I can manage. Um, I love doing the show, obviously, and uh, all of your support really, uh, yeah, it's nice to to hear the good feedback and uh, get. Um, interact with listeners and the like, and shout out to Ryan, who I was having a chat with on Twitter uh, today. It was really nice to have a chat with you, and um, yeah, he got to sit three rows back from the uh, from the Pelicans bench at the Bulls game, so i got some up-close and personal details of the guys, um, so we'll have a chat about that as well when we get to the Bulls part, but um, yeah, if you ever just want to have a chat, well, feel free to reach out because I'm always good for a yarn. That's one thing you'll, uh, you'll always know about me. Now, Before we dive in, I'll do all the administrative stuff. Uh, MyBookie.ag is one of the guys that support us or one of the uh, websites. Go and use that if you want to do your betting. Uh, Hoopball is the code when you sign up. You'll get a deposit match 100%. Always good fun. You can do pretty much anything over there in terms of your betting. Um, So go and have a look at that. There are some issues if you want to be, uh, if you sign up from Australia. But uh, if you're in the US or a few other different countries, you're all right. I think there is a workaround for Australians, but um, I don't know the ins and outs of it. So you have to message uh, Dan at HoopBall to be able to work that out. And they're always giving away uh, little bonuses and stuff as well. I think they do free cash and stuff. Um, so if you're not following all the HoopBall guys, HoopBall Fantasy, Dan Besperus, guys like that, you're missing out and you're doing yourself a disservice. Uh, now, uh, Manscaped.com is our other sponsor and um, good friends of HoopBall and end of the show, Uh Hoopball20, L L two zero is the code. Uh, use that and that'll give you 20% off and free shipping for all of your shaving needs, um, moisturizers and everything else you want over there. Um, in terms of grooming, um, you can probably find over there and uh, yeah, go and check them out and support them and tell them Hoopball sent you by using the code. So we appreciate their support as well. Um, what else we've got to talk about? Hoopball, you know, the uh, Fantasy Pass is live. Um, the Brewski 150 is dropped for Fantasy Pass holders now. Go over there and check out all of the subscriptions we have. Uh, there's the DFS Pass, Wager Pass, the Hoopball 360, which just gives you all access. Um, and yeah, they're, they're really good, especially if your Fantasy Drafts are coming up. Look, we're like nine days away from the start of the, the season. So if your Fantasy Drafts haven't happened yet, they're probably happening this weekend. Or next weekend at the very latest, that's when all mine are happening. Um, So go and use that because that is the best draft guide, fantasy draft guide, and uh, rankings that you can get on the market. I think it's like six bucks or something, so cheap as a uh, Perth coffee. And uh, yeah, you're laughing. So go and check all that stuff out hoopdashboard.com is the website that's where we're all based, where you can go and find everything. Um, go on the forums there's plenty going on over there guys we're ramping right back up for the start of the season so um, all the different team shows I know there's oh a multitude of shows about to drop as well on the hoopball platform so go and have a look um, if you feel like it <laughs> because and tell them Lyle sent you yeah, I don't know how you can do that but put in the forums and plug hoopball pills but anyway enough of my administrative uh, carry- on um Oh, actually, the last thing before I put my administrative to bed is the Zion competition, Feed the Second Line. Um, guys, Pin to my uh, Twitter profile is a tweet. Retweet it, like it, uh, and donate, I don't know, however much or as little as you want to feed the second line. It'll give you an entry. Every $5 you spend, you get a second uh, entry. So if you spend 5 bucks, you get $1. If you spend ten bucks, you get a bonus one. You spend fifteen bucks, you get three. Uh, so go and do that. Um, but you know you can get one entry for one dollar, or you can get it for five. It's up to you. you Spend um, ten, you get two, uh, and that'll run until the end of October. So we'll draw that. Um, yeah, when we get to the end of October, and hopefully we can get a win and, and get a bit of money uh, going into feed the second line. And so far, for the people that have entered, thank you very much. We uh, really appreciate the support and. Uh, it's great to, it's great to see that uh, people are supporting uh, New Orleans just like um, I'm trying to do. You know, because they support us, so and that, they support the Pel's, and um, yeah. So thank you very much for everyone that has dug deep and done that. So all right, now for real, I finished my um, administrative stuff. A um, little bit longer than usual, but that's all right. Sometimes we just got to get all that stuff done. Bit of housekeeping, you know, spring clean. Uh, so to speak. Well, it is down here anyway. I think it's autumn or something over there in the US, isn't it? Um, but I digress. So, a few days ago, we had our 2nd preseason game. Uh, it was the first game at the Smoothie King Centre. Um, first game back with crowd. Everyone was just going ballistic. It looked fantastic. Obviously, uh, we had that dis- well, the disappointing close loss to the... Uh, to the Timberwolves a couple of nights before. And then on Wednesday, the 6th of October, we took on the Orlando Magic. Now, we were without uh, Brandon Ingram, and we were without uh, Zion Williamson, and Jackson Hayes obviously had the crook ankle as well. Valentunas came in and debuted, and uh, yeah, he was very impressive. Now, we came out to a very slow start in that game. It was 26-18 to 18, uh, in the first quarter. Orlando um, really... I suppose they brought it to us. You know, it was one of those things that it wasn't that they played well. We just didn't either. You know, both teams were pretty average. They were just less average. Uh, We struggled to put the ball in the basket. And um, it was pretty obvious that we were still trying to figure out what that starting lineup was going to be like, particularly uh, with the starting lineup of Nikhil, Najee, JV, uh, Graham, and also Garrett Temple. It was a different one again. And uh, from all reports during these training, during training camp, this is not a... Um, a starting lineup that we've ever run. You know, it is purely out of necessity because we haven't got the players, and um, it makes it difficult. And guys playing uh, different roles than perhaps they would have uh, in in the regular season. So, you know, you, you sort of take it with a grain of salt. Once the bench came in, we started um getting into the swing of things a bit, um, and had a really big quarter. And that second quarter it was thirty four to twenty five, um, blitzed them, and all of a sudden it was like game on at halftime. You're sitting there going, "Yep, yeah. uh, it was it was really really good to see." And JV became a bit of a focal point. Big uh, Jonas. He um, any there was a, a possession, the ball seemed to go through his hands, which I love to see. Uh, if it can go through the post, or um, you know, he gets it at the top of the three point arc and and can create. Creating out of your five is is such a great skill to have, and having a passing big man that's unselfish and also knows when to be in the right spot and when to be aggressive. You know, he's fantastic offensively as well. I think there was a few that he just needed his legs under him. He's a little bit rusty, um, but for the most part, he was very, very impressive on the night. And unfortunately, um, he copped a couple of technicals and got ejected, which was disappointing because he was on an absolute tear. Um, In the beginning, Mo Barber was was just chopping in the first quarter, and uh, JV then said, listen here, young fella, and, and took him to task and ended up fouling him out in 12 minutes, 6 fouls and 12 minutes, um, which is impressive in itself. And then uh, Big JV, unfortunately, got tossed himself because of um really soft sort of response to the umpires. The umpires were just making some soft calls. He then waved them away like he was unhappy with it, and they said that was a technical. And you're like, well, jeepers. <sighs> I mean, I've seen umpires be called much worse and treated much worse than that and haven't even looked like um telling the guy off whereas these were some yeah they were soft calls um but you know you've got to respect the whistle and unfortunately jv in, in 19 minutes was tossed he had 13 points nine rebounds and assist two blocks five of 13 shooting and that and one of two three pointers he hit his free throws as well which you love to see uh five of 13 obviously disappointing but some of them were just Gimmies that just didn't go, and that was just part and parcel of getting his legs under him and getting in the right spots and learning a new system and and the like. So that was good. Uh, third quarter, we continued on the tear, twenty to seventeen, um, and then the last quarter just absolutely blitzed them thirty-two to eighteen, and and pulled away, beating him by uh, nearly twenty odd points. So happy with that. Really impressive by the guys. Uh, Trey Murphy was great off the bench. 29 minutes. He had 20 points, 6 rebounds and assists, 7 of 13 shooting, and 6 of 9 from 3. And that three point spacing, oofed, it was it was really nice to see. His, his internal, uh, inside the arc game is still developing. We know that. Um, he was pretty average outside of that, um, he, or inside. He was, uh, what, so 6 of 9 from 3? So he hit one other shot. Um, to his other 5 shots, or 4 shots, he only hit one of them. But. He's doing what he needs to do, and um, he's much more developed than I think most of us thought going in. um, That when you get a rookie, you think they're not going to contribute straight away. This guy looks like he could be a starter. And um, even though we'll get to the the next game, which is a bit more disappointing, we still saw those flashes and that ability to space the floor. And if he's getting six of nine threes, you know, say he hits a couple of threes a game, he's a great shooter and he's a really smooth stroke. And when Zion's there and BI's there, they're not going to be able to account for a guy like that. And if he's just getting like easy, open looks, he's just going to splash them day in, day out. It is, honestly. They're going to be like layups for him. And you, know, you love to see it. Another great player for us was Nikhil, uh, Alexander Walker. He was really, really handy. 19 points, 2 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 5 of 12 shooting, 5 of 9 from 3 as well. Hit his free throws. He had 4 turnovers, but he was asked to handle the ball a bit more. Um, and create and, and really be that go-to. So um, some of the turnovers also would, you know, it makes it difficult because he he was trying and the refs just wouldn't give him some of those fouls and the ball goes out of bounds because he gets knocked on on the ground and, and no call. And yeah, disappointing to say the least, but that's what you get. Uh, other key contributors, Najee had nine, six, and three, which is a Najee Marshall line. Uh, JV, as I said, 13 and nine, Graham, quiet with three points, two rebounds, but seven assists and a steal. He was one of five from um, the field, and and he's still finding his range. He's still settling in. Uh, Garrett Temple was quiet in 11 minutes. He didn't score and had three rebounds. Um, Kyra, off the bench, um, had 4, and four, and a steal, and he was solid. Um, Looks like he can really start to create. uh, Josh Hart, nine and six. Herb had six points, and... Two assists and two steals. Um, what else we have Sadoransky was was again a bit more aggressive, but zero of three from his shooting. He had three points on the night, no assists. And you want if he's going to win this backup point guard role and beat out Kyra, which who knows they didn't he didn't in this game. Um, yeah, he's going to have to do something. But um, you just want him to be more aggressive and and control and be a point guard and uh we haven't really seen that yet so we'll see what happens but you know still early uh billy was okay at seven and seven he had a billy type game three of nine shooting he was he again he's really come back and he looks a bit slower i think this year he looks like he's had a pretty good off season in spain uh you know his Instagrams full of him drinking wine and being merry and you know maybe it'll take a little bit to run off the uh the Spanish um, festivities you know he's he's been uh, he's been having a bit of fun over there, and hopefully uh, he can get himself back into shape and and especially with Jackson out, you know the longer he's out for well the more we're going to rely on Billy, I think um, he fits in different lineups compared to Jackson and obviously very different players, but he's going to be a key contributor this year and, and we're going to need him in the depth chart, particularly. Um, down the stretch. You know, he's going to be a guy that is going to have to fill in some spot minutes and we need him to contribute and we need him to be fit. So we'll see what happens. But um, all in all, pretty good. If we go over to the stats, um, in terms of team stats, they shot 36% from the field. We dragged ourselves back to a 35.5%, but it really was a tale of two halves. We shot 18 of 35 from three, 51%. They only hit 11 uh, at, at 32%. We left a lot of a few free throws on the on the uh, table, but again, they were the big guys. It wasn't really any uh, anyone too um, suspect or, or guilty of it. Everyone just sort of left them. Um, steals we had eight blocks, they had eight, but that was mostly in the first quarter. They were getting into it. Sixteen to ten turnovers, but the difference was they had sixteen turnovers. And we exploited that for 27 points off turnovers, which means you're turning it over in the live ball and you're all of a sudden scoring, scoring off the turnovers. We had 10 turnovers and they only got 10 points off it. So that means that you're having dead ball ones where you can get your defense set up or you're pushing back and stopping the fast break or affecting um, that ability for the guys to get easy run outs. And that is something that I love to see because defense leads to offense. And if you're turning 16 turns into 27 points, well, the difference was only, what, 22? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a, not a mathematician, but uh, it seems to be pretty close in terms of being able to get easy baskets and flogging a team. So let's do that. That's what they always do to us. So let's turn the tables around and keep that going. And um, yeah, really like the defensive effort in this one. And the guys played free. They looked like they were really happy to be playing with one another. There was carry-on in the bench and everyone's jumping into one another and, and you know, high-fiving and smiling and joking. And yeah, I don't think we saw much of that last year. Yeah, okay, everyone's more happy when you win last year, but there is a real... Uh, I don't know, like a real vibe around this team that guys enjoy being around one another. And maybe that's this Nashville offseason, you know, where everyone got to have a bit of fun and, and relax and get to know one another. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully we keep it going. Now, fast forward forty-eight hours or thereabouts, we head over to Saturday night, which was Sunday morning for me. Um, actually, no, it wasn't. It was Friday night, Saturday morning for me. Uh, we flew to Chicago Bulls and reunited with the former point guard of the Pelicans, slash three and D wing, depending on what you subscribe to, he uh, Lonzo Bull. So he was part of the trade. Obviously, it was a Sato and uh, Garrett Temple revenge game. It turned into be an absolute shellacking from the Bulls. Um, yeah, we just didn't really fire a shot. And it sort of started at the start. I mean, Lonzo was fantastic. I can't I can't fault him for that. Um, there was a lot of fire in this one, I think, uh, between the fan bases based on uh, Sam Smith uh, yeah, that's his name. He, um, the guy that wrote the Jordan Rules way back. He was irrelevant for a while, and then he got back famous because he was um, on uh, on the Last Dance, and and so then all of a sudden he's writing again, and um, you know he's a bit of a shock shock jock. So I don't think people should be uh, too uh, concerned about what he writes because he's always been like this, um, and. Yeah, you take those articles with a grain of salt. So basically, he wrote this big article bigging up Lonzo Ball. Fantastic article, honestly. I mean, it's well written. Um, if you're a Bulls supporter, you can see that. Um, you know, it was uh, to hype everyone up and get them involved. But there were some subtle jabs at the Pelicans, which just didn't really sit right with the fan base. And I think, uh, understandably so, there was no need for them to uh, to have a crack at us at, at the. Um, Expensive building Lonzo up. You know, like, we know what Lonzo can do. He's been a fantastic player throughout the journey. He just wasn't the right fit going forward. We needed change. Everyone, our two stars, Brandon Ingram and Zion, said that it needed to be changed. Unfortunately, he was part of it. They didn't want to pay him $84 million over four years. Well, that's the GM's prerogative. He does what he wants. You know, you get Devontae Graham for half the price. Um, so, I don't know. The, I, I, the article it was published on the Bulls' official website like on NBA.com. So it's a bit disappointing to see that they can slap around another team for pretty much unprovoked. It wasn't really the need for it. But anyway, let him have his moment in the sun once again um, and we'll move on uh, with our lives. But uh, surrounding that, you know, for the Pelicans fans, that um, is like a red flag to a Bull. Sorry about the pun. Um it really did put some fire into it. And we're hoping that the Pelicans um, would have come out and really fired a shot and just said, well, do you know what? Yeah, you were great here. You were you were part of it, but this is us now. We're going to bring this defensive intensity and we're going to give you the slap around. Um, we had no Zion. We had no B.I. once again. Uh, we had no Jackson. But the guys that were on the court can play basketball. And that's what we wanted to see. Unfortunately, um, The roller coaster took a bit of a dip, and uh, we got smashed. Um, So, unfortunately, we sort of lied down, and, um, you know, Lonzo starred for him, which was even probably more adding salt to the wounds, which is disappointing, but you get that. You get that. It's all part of it, and it's preseason, and we put these little asterisks on things, but honestly, the effort wasn't there. The guys looked tired. um, The shots weren't falling, and honestly, the better team won. They really did. So we can put all the excuses under the sun, but at the end of the day, they played really well. Um, led by their stars into Rosen, Levine, Vucevic, Ball played well, and this young green kid off the bench, uh, that was their starting small forward, he was really good as well, Br- brought a lot of energy. You know, really all the way down their roster, their guys played well, and the ball went in. And it makes it easy when the ball goes in, and for us, the ball did not go in. Uh, it, it started in the first uh, few minutes, you know, they went on a big run, Uh, We couldn't get the ball in at all. We were shooting threes left, right, and center and just hit eight for the whole game, 20%. You know, they only shot 12 of 35, um, 34%, but everything else was just fantastic. We shot 33% for the whole game, 31 made baskets to 47 out of 96. They shot 49%, and you can't stop them. You know, you really can't. They play at all three levels, um, they moved the ball, and that was probably something that I was disappointed at in this one because we've been really good at assisting uh, in the first two games, uh, and, and this one the ball stuck. People looked like they just did not know what they were going to do. Everyone wanted to be a hero, but no one delivered. So uh, that was disappointing. You know, we had three guys get over ten points, and you, and you can't have that in a in a basketball game when they're all of their starters except one uh, had over twelve. And Caruso off the bench had ten as well. You know it, it really isn't isn't um, isn't good enough. And um, yeah, we'll have to rebound after that. So we the final score was one hundred and twenty one to eighty five. Uh, yeah, really disappointing loss. Um, the old held fifty pointer. Um, at least we held the 60, 60 away. But um, yeah, no, that uh, that stings. But, so, if we go to the summary, the team summary, and we have a look at the actual numbers uh, on the whole game, they had 32 assists on 47 made field goals. You know, how good is that? That's really impressive that they moved the ball, and you could see it. The ball was moving and the shots were falling. Uh, We had 18 assists on 31. So, what's that? Just over 50% of our shots were assisted. All the rest means that these guys had to create on their own. And it was obvious. These guys got the ball, our guys, and they, they didn't move the ball. This point five offense just disappeared. Everyone was like, no, nah, I'm going to break the ball down. And I'm going to go between my legs and I'm going to spin. And, you know, a perfect example was Najee Marshall. You know, I'm a big fan of him. But there was a point where he decided he was going to go full ISO, threw the legs around the back, ran into the um, – uh, towards the key, ran baseline, ran into a defender, kicked it out, and just threw it out of bounds and then shook his head at but It was like, well – you were in the corner, kick the ball around, swing it, test the defense out. There were some plays that were fantastic, but that was one that stuck with me that was just really disappointing to see that from all the effort of moving the ball, it just stuck so often. Uh, yeah, so I mean, we got smashed in the rebounds, uh, 58 to 45. And, you know, you typically if you lose the rebounds, you lose, um, lose the game uh, as a rule of thumb. Steals 14 to 7, blocks 7 to 4. Turnovers, we had 18, they had 12. Points off turnovers, we had 12, and they had 31. What was the difference in the game? Yeah, exactly. You know, all of a sudden, it turns back into a 10-point game, or or a 15-point game, rather than this massive blowout. Points off turnovers, live ball turnovers kill teams. They kill teams, and uh, they killed us. So, really disappointing, but... um, you know, we, we've got to get better at taking care of the ball. You can't have 31 turnovers. Uh, you can't have 31 points off turnovers and expect a win. Um, Key contributors for us. We had seven points from Nikhil. He was average. He looked like his legs weren't under him. He was one of seven from three, three of 15. There was a couple of air balls. He only had one turnover, but he was a minus 29 on the night, which, yeah, it's not great. Valentino uh, had 14 points 4 rebounds, 3 assists 1 steal and a block, pretty full stat line and he was solid, 5 of 12 shooting um, but yeah, again, minus 23 on the night, he got outplayed by Vucevic, he really did and and Vucevic copped a lot of fouls like a lot of cheap fouls as well, but JV just, yeah, he was a bit outmatched uh, but you know, Vucevic is that all-star caliber player and he, uh, he knew exactly what he was trying to do uh, and spread him out a bit and uh, kept him away from the, um, the ability to rebound, which is something that we needed to do a bit more. You know, four rebounds for him is is not many. He's usually a double-double a guy pretty easily and consistently. Graham was quiet again. Five, four, and two assists. Two of eight shooting. One of five from three. Najee Marshall had 16 points, so he's solid. Seven rebounds and assists a steal. Seven of 11 shooting, but zero of three from three. Um, and he had three turnovers, same as Graham. Garrett Temple it was probably his best game. He had seven points and four rebounds, an assist, um, one of four three-pointers. Trey Murphy off the bench, he was probably our best again. And even he had a bad game. Uh, there was He got done for traveling. There were some turnovers. He just looked like it wasn't going in this one. And he still ended up with 17 and 10, uh, 10 rebounds, two assists and a steal. but four of 12 shooting three of seven three-pointers. You know, that three-point shot is saving him but three turnovers as well. So, solid, but just struggled a bit. And so, so we did get to go down the the um, depth chart a bit. Uh, so Herb played 16 minutes. Billy was average in 13. Sadoransky did nothing in, in 10. Lazada, Diddy was, yeah, he's, there's going to have to be something done with him because he's, he's a bit all over the shop. So, so hopefully he can improve, but, he hasn't shown anything yet. Uh, Homs, Homas, He posterized some guy at like two players with like a minute to go. But he um he had five points and he was solid. He looked good. And Alvarado again. He brings a lot of uh, pressure. He had he had one rebound and one block in his um five minutes. But he plays hard, and that's all you can ask from a guy. Two way player. You know, work your butt behind off so you can get some playing time, and that's what he did. So you love to see it. Over at the other side, uh, DeRozan was solid in 28 minutes, 12 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. Levine, 21 points, Vucevic, 16 and 10, 2 assists and 4 steals. Um, Lonzo had 19, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals and a block. 7 of 9 shooting, 5 of 6 from 3 and he torched us, he really did. Um, Caruso had 10, 5 rebounds, 5 assists and 2 steals off the bench and a couple of 3-pointers and 2 buzzer beaters which were uh, pretty impressive in themselves. They went right down the depth chart and everyone did a little bit of everything. So, honestly, uh, takeaways from this game. Effort. It was the big thing. I suppose that's that's number one. I don't even need to go into it. The guys just looked tired. They looked lethargic. They looked like they didn't want to be there. And, um, and they got slapped because of it. You know, and hopefully with a couple of days off, you know, you're going to go and play the Jazz. You'll be refreshed. You've had a couple of days at home to chill out. And um, yeah, fingers crossed they can rebound against them and and have a real crack. Because I think this team has some potential. It really does. There's no issue um, with the, the level of talent on the team. It's about putting it all together. And there are going to be teething issues. Don't get me wrong. I'm not under any illusion that, bringing in all these new players, a new coach, new assistant coach. We're back in front of crowds. We're still adjusting to these COVID measures and, and whatever that means. There's the media scrutiny of it all. Um, you know, there's a lot going on besides, um, besides purely going in and playing basketball. So the guys will take time. Hopefully the teething issues work themselves out pretty early on in the season and we'll be able to work out what these key contributors are going to look like and how this team's going to look. But, you know, it'll take as long as it takes. The theme, I suppose, of the first three games is that it's still not clear who this other guy is going to be and and what this guard rotation is going to look like. Uh, you know, Nikhil's going to be in there. Devontae's going to be in there. Trey Murphy, I guess, it falls into more of the wing sort of size. Um... But as to what this starting lineup is going to look like, I don't know. And whether BI shifts up to the two, uh, yeah, you know, Najee starts, there's still a lot of question marks for me. And that's something that we're going to have to work out. And overarching, we've got to stop starting so... uh, Yeah, stop starting so slow. You dig yourself a hole and then you've got to fight back. If we just come out from the start... And build a big lead. Guys drop their heads. If the ball starts going in and it's not going in at your end, you lose momentum. You lose confidence. Then it gets harder to do. And we saw it. We saw it against the Bulls. We struggled against the Timberwolves until the second half. You've got to start fast. And that might mean taking controlled shots. We don't need to launch five or six threes before the ball goes through everyone's hands. Move the ball. Get used to it. Warm the ball up, you know? Like, get used to the feel of it. Get your legs under you with a few layups or um, shoot some free throws. We don't need to launch threes to begin the game. We don't expect people to make it. If it is the first shot because that's the greatest shot that you got, then do it, by all means. If we've swung the ball around and it's hit Trey Murphy in the corner, bang, three, delicious. If you walk up the court, put it through your legs and pull up, do a pull-up three from the elbow or from the wing, you know, I don't think that's a good shot. And you don't need to start the game like that. Build a lead. It doesn't happen in one possession. Momentum breeds momentum. You know, kinetic energy. Science. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. But... <laughs> That's what you need to do. Fast starts. Stop digging holes for ourselves. We did it last year. Let's not do that again. It's frustrating to watch. We did it with Alvin. Let's get it going. Let's change that. Change the narrative. You know, good to great. That's what they're preaching. That's what we've got to do. That's what the step is. We'll see what happens. So I'm going to leave it with that. Um, Again, thank you to the sponsors we talked about. The competition is still live. Go and check that out on my Twitter. Um, we've got the big game against the Jazz coming up. Uh, I suppose that'll be when the next episode drops, I guess. Um, if my spidey senses tingle enough, that that's um, when it's probably going to happen. Um, otherwise, I want everyone to stay safe out there. Look after one another. You know, be kind. Look after one another. Anyway, I am Lyle Swithenbank. This is the Hoopball Pelicans podcast. At Hoop Ball Pels uh, is the show on Twitter. At Lyle and Make is Me. Uh, hoop Ball.com presentation. Bye for now.
0: This has been a Hoopball presentation.